All right, here we are, guys. It's a new season of Healthyish with Nutrition Mish, and I'm really excited. We have some really amazing content coming for you guys. Today, we're going to go over the five things that I've seen people do over and over and over again that completely sabotage their weight loss success. And I guarantee you, you have done at least one of these things. So by bringing it to your attention today, I think it's going to really change the game for you. But I want to make sure that I'm providing you guys with exactly what you want to hear. So do me a favor. If there's something that you would love to hear an episode on, please slide into my DMs on Instagram or on TikTok. You can reach me at on Instagram at Mish of Nutrishmish. That's M-I-S-H-O-F-N-U-T-R-I-S-H-M-I-S-H. I'll also link my Instagram in the show notes so you can click on that. Do me a favor, slide into my DMs. Let me know what you want to hear an episode on because I want to make sure I'm giving you guys exactly what you want. All right, so let's dive in. Five things that you are probably doing, like I said, at least one of them that completely sabotage your weight loss success. Let's dive into it. Okay, so the first one won't mess with everybody's head, and it doesn't sabotage everybody, but it sabotages enough people where not only is it worth mentioning, but it's the first thing that I'm mentioning, and that is weighing yourself every day when you're trying to lose weight. Like I said, it doesn't mess with everybody for, I would say, maybe uh, 10 to 15% of the people that I see, it might be helpful. But for the rest of you guys, I don't recommend it. And I don't recommend it for two reasons. The first reason is that, especially nowadays, right, we're so used to instant gratification. Like, tell me something that you can't do immediately or you can't get within 24 hours. Like, we're, we're, we live in a world of instant gratification. The problem is, is that you might be making a lot of changes, you might doing, you know, going to the gym and eating better and drinking your water and doing all the right things. And after 24 to 48 hours of doing that, you're going to feel great. And you're going to be like, I feel great. I'm doing these things. I expect a result. So you get on your scale, but scales and weight, unfortunately, there's no instant gratification there. It takes about six to eight days to actually see body fat loss. So you might be doing all these amazing things. You might be making all these amazing changes, but what I've seen happen over and over again, if that doesn't get reflected in real time, which it doesn't, for some people, they get frustrated and they're like, well, why bother doing this? So especially if you're somebody who's like, I want to see the results right now, you don't want to weigh yourself every day. It does take about six to eight days to see body fat loss. Your body doesn't know what seven days is. I can't tell you how many clients I see. I see our clients once a week, right? And I can't tell you how many times, like, I'm looking at what they did. They did amazing we get on the scale and the scale doesn't reflect it. And what I'll say to them is I'm like, you know what, check tomorrow. Because again, your body doesn't know what seven days is. Sometimes it takes six days. Sometimes it takes eight days. And then sure enough, they'll text me in the morning the next day and be like, oh, there it is. Now I see it. So I don't recommend weighing yourself every day. I recommend weighing yourself once a week. Look for overall trends to go down. But unfortunately, when it comes to weight loss, instant gratification is not a thing. It does take time to lose body fat. And that's what you're looking at. The second reason that you don't want to weigh yourself every day is because even if you got on the scale tomorrow, right, and you lost two pounds, you didn't really lose two pounds. You're just looking at a water fluctuation. So depending on if you're wearing clothes, what you ate, what you drank, how much salt you had, what your hormones are doing, there's going to be natural day-to-day fluctuations in your weight. But a lot of times what happens is people will get on the scale and they might be retaining a little bit of water and they'll see that number go up and then they'll get discouraged and want to stop all their healthy efforts. Or conversely, they might get on the scale the next day and see that they lost two pounds. But again, it's just a water fluctuation and it comes right back and then they get frustrated. So if you're weighing yourself every day, it's almost like watching the stock market hour by hour. You're looking too closely. You're going to get hung up on these like little ups and downs and you're missing the big picture or the big trends overall. So my suggestion is weigh yourself only once a week. 
Now, if you're the kind of person where the numbers don't mess with your head at all and you want to weigh yourself every day, you totally can. But still keep in mind that, again, the numbers are going to go up and down a little bit. That's totally normal. You just want to see the overall trend go down. Now, if you are weighing yourself once a week and you're seeing that it's not going down, then that can mean a couple of things. It could mean that whatever changes you're make you're making, it's it's not enough of a change um, to get things moving. Possibly it could be like a medical thing. It could be whatever you're doing isn't necessarily solving a problem that you have. So if you are working hard and you're trying to like see all these changes, or even if you're if you're making changes and you're having trouble sticking to them, that's where Nutrishmish comes in. So Nutrishmish, we've been around for this is our tenth year. And we have four locations on Long Island, as well as hundreds of people virtually all over the country. And we help people get into good eating habits that they could stick to long-term. Our long-term success rate for weight loss and changing eating habits is over 83%, which is significantly higher than your traditional diet, which is only 5%. So we teach you how to change your eating habits in a way that feels good, in a way that you could stick to, and in a way that lasts. So I'm going to link in the show notes a link where you can click and you could get a complimentary consultation at Nutrishmish. Um, Or if you just have some questions, you can fill out that form and somebody from our team will get in touch. The second thing you might be doing that's completely sabotaging your weight loss success is comparing your progress to how far you are from perfect versus how much better than you were last week. I see people, especially women, do this all the time. This actually happened last week. I had a client come in. She was relatively new. It was her like her second or third week. And she has made so many amazing changes since she had started. She started cooking a little bit more. She started eating breakfast. She even started like going to the gym a couple of times. And it was enough of a change where she was starting to see results. The problem is she came into my office and she was like, oh my God, I only got to the gym three times this week. And I was like, all right, well, how many times did you want to go to the gym? She's like, five. I was like, okay. She's like, yeah. She's like, you know, before I had my kids, I'd go to the gym five days a week. Like, that's when I felt the best. And I was like, all right, well, how many times did you go to the gym last week? And she said zero. So I was like, all right. So you see how you're comparing your success to how far you are away from whatever your version of perfect is versus how much better you were than last week? Because in this example, you went to the gym zero times last week. You went more than zero times this week. You actually went three times, which is amazing. And you're not happy with it. And when you're not happy with this process, right, it, and it doesn't feel good to you, you're not going to want to continue it. So one thing that you're really going to have to do in order to be successful with this is you're going to have to start comparing all of the stuff that you're doing to like, okay, was this better than last week? And the cool thing is, is that you saw she saw a result on the scale, right? She lost a couple of pounds um, the, the two weeks that she had been here. So my point to her was that you're able to see that you don't have to be perfect in order to see results. You're seeing results and you're not perfect. So why are you spinning this into a negative thing because it wasn't whatever your definition of perfect is? But what happens when whatever you did this week wasn't better than whatever you did last week? This is a huge one for people. Here's a really good example. I had a woman come in recently and one of the things that she was working on was she really struggled with like that mid-afternoon time. Like she would be at work, she would be tired. She'd always, always, always want to go to the vending machine. So for one week, she actually did pretty good with not doing it. And there were a lot of different strategies involved in that. Um, but then the second week, she started going to the vending machine almost every single day. And she was like, oh, great. I screwed up. She was kind of feeling bad about herself. She even wants to like cancel her appointment. She was looking at this week as a total failure, right? 
what happened was she didn't cancel her appointment. What happens is she came in for her appointment and we were looking at what she was eating that week and she happens to be really good at tracking her food, which I know is annoying, but it's super helpful just to kind of see the data and see the patterns and see what's happening. And what I noticed by looking at it is I was like, you know what's really interesting is that every single day you stopped at the vending machine except for one day. And what's interesting is that one day was the day that you went out for lunch. You didn't bring your own lunch. And every single day for lunch this week, other than that, you brought a salad. I was like, do you like salads? And she said, no. And I was like, what did you bring for lunch last week? Because I couldn't remember. And she had she had mostly eaten leftovers for lunch that week. So I was like, you know what's interesting? You don't love salads. So what's going on, part of this for you, is you're eating something that you're not really satisfied with. And then you're like, well, what else can I have? And that's one of the reasons why you keep going to the vending machine. Now, like if you struggle with vending machine issues, that might not be your reason, but that was her reason. And what was really cool is we, we were able to spot that pattern. So anytime that she had a lunch that was like unsatisfying to her, she was looking for something else. And once she made that connection, then she was like, oh my gosh, we really honed in and made sure that she had lunches that were satisfying to her. And she had so much more control over the vending machine at that point. Now, here's what we did differently. Instead of you know, she had the slip up, right? Which when you're implementing new skills, it's not a matter of if you're going to have a slip up, it's a matter of when. It's all about how you handle it. Do you look at that as a failure and do you get down on yourself and make yourself feel bad about it? Or do you say, okay, well, what can I learn from it? So, you know, let's say this person's name was, I don't know, Emily, I'm making up names. Instead of being like, oh my God, Emily, like, why did you do that? What's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. She was, she flipped it to being like, okay, Emily, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Like, why did this happen? And when you're more inquisitive about it, then you're actually able to learn from the slip-ups. And when you learn from the slip-ups, then you can plug a hole in your process, right? And then it makes everything so much easier. So to be honest, it sounds so crazy. I love when clients have what they would call, would have called bad weeks. I don't call them bad weeks. They're like learning weeks. That's when we uncover where all the, the, the landmines are and that's where we can put things in place so that inevitably when it happens again, they have a different strategy for it. So the number so number three here, actually, let's do a quick recap. Number one was ways that you're sabotaging your weight loss efforts. One is weighing yourself every day. Number two is comparing your success to how far away you are from perfect rather than how much better you were than last week. And number three is not learning from your slip ups, not learning from your mistakes, like thinking that they shouldn't happen. They're going to happen. Do you, do you crumble under it and feel like a failure and quit? Or do you learn something from it and tweak your process and get even better at this whole thing? All right, number four is a big one. And <laughs> you guys might find this a little bit surprising. Number four is not working in what I call like fun food, right? So food has two purposes, and you guys have probably heard me talk about this before. One is fuel. That's its primary purpose, right? Which if we want to make a little comparison, we can compare this as far as money goes to the money that you, you put towards your bills and your mortgage and you know things like that, right? That's the primary focus of it. But then if we're talking about money, we have discretionary income, right? And people who have a healthy relationship with their finances have a synergy or a balance between the money that goes towards their bills and their mortgage and their utilities and the things that you have to pay and the money left over, the discretionary stuff, the fun stuff. With food, it is the exact same way. So often people make the mistake of when they're trying to lose weight, trying to eat quote unquote perfectly or not working in any fun foods. This is a recipe for disaster for 90% of people. For There's that weird 10 to, I would even say 10 is generous, 5 to 10% of people that really don't care about that. Food's just not their thing um, and they don't necessarily 
need to have any fun foods, but for the rest of us mortals and for the rest of the people out there, you need to learn to work in the fun foods. It is such an important part of the process. Now you're going to say to me, okay, Michelle, how is it possible then that I'm going to be able to lose weight when I'm eating a donut every now and then, or I'm having ice cream or I'm having pizza? Here's the thing. Just like I said before, your body's responding to what's going on the major- like the majority of the time and what your body's used to. All you need to do to see a result is have an improvement from that. So I always use this example, right? If I have a guy who's eating 15 cheeseburgers a week and now he's eating 10, that's not ideal, but guess who's going to be losing weight that week? That guy, right? If whatever you're doing this week is better than what your body is used to, even if it is nowhere near what you might consider perfect, you're going to see results. So instead of trying to eliminate the quote unquote fun foods or the entertainment foods, just try reducing them. Because what happens is if you don't, you end up restricting, right? When you restrict, restricting always breeds overindulgence. If I tell you you can't have something, what are you going to want? Whatever that thing is. And now food is on a pedestal, right? Now food has a meaning for you. Now it's so exciting. Now you're not really supposed to have it, so you want it even more. It creates a really difficult, toxic relationship with food. So instead of eliminating the fun foods, just take inventory of how much of them you're doing and do slightly less than your body is used to. At Nutrition Mission, our program, we actually have an amazing formula where we can figure out exactly how much of the fun stuff you can get away with and still lose weight. So like I said, if you want in the show notes, click on the link and you can sign up for a complimentary session or you can, um, if you have some questions, you want to tell us a little bit about us, see if we can be a help to you, click on that, fill out the form and somebody from our team will be in touch. All right, so the last one here, number five, this is probably one of the most common ones that I see. I think almost everyone does this one at some point. And that is focusing on weight loss, making weight loss your goal. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but here's why I say that. Weight is not a problem. Weight is a symptom of a problem. And if you fix the things that got your weight there in the first place, be it your eating habits, be it your relationship with food, be it your ability to cook, be it your ability to order healthier things, be it your ability to exercise, whatever it is. When you fix the things that got your weight there in the first place, that's when you actually fix the problem. Unfortunately, so often people are just chasing the symptom of seeing a lower number on the scale. And there is a million things that you could do to see a lower number on the scale that's not going to actually address the problem. And that's that's why you're in, people find themselves in situations where they gain and lose and gain and lose the same weight over and over and over again. So here's a really good example of that, right? Let's say your root problem is when it comes to nutrition is that you don't really know how to cook, right? So you end up ordering in all the time, right? Random example. So let's say you're like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. I want to start losing weight. I'm going to order Jenny Craig or something like that, right? So you order Jenny Craig or Nutrisystem or whatever, and they deliver their meals to you. You've never developed the skill set of learning how to easily make meals, right? You've never seen the wonders of what a friggin' crock pot can do when you just put shit in it and then you walk away and it comes back and it's done, whatever it may be. You know, so like what ends up happening is you're not actually fixing the problem. So while you're writing Nutrisystem or Jenny Craig or whoever a check, yeah, it's going to work great. But then the second that you stop writing that check, you never actually address the problem. You never actually fix the problem. And then the weight comes back, right? Let's say, you're, let's say your problem is you have a really difficult relationship with food, right? And you're like, all right, I 
feel like I'm addicted to sugar. I, you know, I can't stop eating it. So I'm just going to completely eliminate it and do this diet here. So you do the diet for as long as you could possibly do it. But then once you stop, you never actually addressed the problem of your relationship with food and your relationship with sugar. So then once you stop doing whatever you did, the weight comes right back. So instead of trying to just chase a number, chase a symptom, what I want you to do is I want you to identify what the root causes are and work on addressing those. And if that's something that you need help with, obviously that's something that we can help you with that um, that's actually the hallmark of what we do is we get to the root of the problem and we fix it. The example I always like to give my clients is if you think of, you know, weight loss as like a weed, right? So the flower, the tippy top of the flower, that's weight. And what so many people do is they just end up snipping that top part of the flower off. But the problem is that the roots are still there. So if the roots are still there, the flower is just going to grow back. And that's exactly what happens with so many people when they try to lose weight. The stat is 95% of people that lose weight on any given diet program will gain the weight back. And the reason is, is because these diets don't address the problem or the reason that your weight is there in the first place. It only addresses the symptom, which is weight. So last little example that I'll give you with this, you know, if we're talking about school, right? You earn grades in school. The goal isn't necessarily to get an A, right? The goal is to understand the information that you were taught. And if you understand the information, then your grade is a reflection of that. So if you understood the information, you'll get an A or a B. And that's that means that you understood the information, right? Now, if your goal, though, was just to get a good grade, there's ways to do that that have nothing to do with it. You could cheat. You could try to guess the answer. You could make friends with the professor. I don't know. There's a million, there's a million different ways to get the A, right? But when you do it, you're, you're losing the integrity of what it's meant for, right? So in school, if you look at grades as a reflection of your understanding of the information, you understand the information, you're guaranteed to get the A. If you fix the root problem when it comes to your weight loss, your eating habits, or your exercise habits, whatever it is, you're guaranteed to get your weight to the place that you want it to go and stay there. When you're just chasing a number where you're just kind of, you know, snipping the top of the flower off the weed, it'll grow back. And that's why so many people, when they lose weight, they end up gaining the weight back because their focus was on the symptom and not the problem. Okay, so quick recap here. Five things that you might be doing that sabotage your weight loss. One, you might be weighing yourself every day. Two, you might be comparing your success to how far away you are from perfect rather than how much better you were than last week. Number three, you're expecting yourself to be perfect. And then inevitably when you have a mistake, you're just beating yourself up over it instead of learning from it. Number four, you're not working in the fun foods. You're expecting yourself to only eat healthy foods and that can end up with a really difficult, unsustainable relationship with food. And number five, you're focusing on the symptom of weight rather than fixing the root cause or the root problem that got your weight there in the first place. I hope you found this episode helpful. Please, if you did, like and subscribe and rate our podcast it helps us be able to put out content like this more and more often for you guys. So, you know, if you're feeling generous, give us a little five-star rating and make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at Nutrishmish. Um, on Instagram, you can follow me personally at Mish of Nutrishmish. I will link all that in the show notes as well as a link where you can get a complimentary consultation at Nutrishmish so we can show you how you can get in good eating habits for life. Like, let's stop dieting. Let's not make this the thing anymore. Let's get to the root of the problem and fix it. We have a whole framework for this. We've helped over 10,000 people lose weight and keep it off. And if you're ready to be next, make sure you reach out. I'll see you guys next week.